gotta give you a little yacht rock for this nasty, dingy afternoon. This one I like because it's not just Christopher Cross, one of the founding fathers of Yacht Rock, but you get a little Michael McDonald in there too. Oh man. It's like having a pizza and you get ham and pineapple on it. I'm not trolling. Michael McDonald recorded this in the same room right here. You think they had two mics set up? That's two different. That's the same guy? No, it's uh, it's Christopher Cross singing the lead vocals. And then McDonald comes in on the back of it and goes, Such a Oh, yeah, he wasn't there. I don't think so either. Which is fine, I guess. It's just when I grew up, I always thought about artists recording songs together. And it made me happy. Sometimes they did in that uh, Defiant Ones documentary on the home box office. Oh, shit. That uh, Stevie Nicks and uh, Tom Petty stopped dragging my heart around. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. sent me today the information that one Lena Dunham is going to be in the new Quentin Tarantino movie and I, I just do not like her at all. Well you're probably going to get to see her violently murdered. Um, or violently murder someone. She was in that uh, one season of American Horror Story and I did not care for her in that and I don't care. I just, I, it's not not her political leanings which I don't even know or her uber, uber feminism or whatever. I just I, I don't I don't care for her as an on-screen presence. But you you haven't really seen much of her work, have you? I don't need to. The things <laughs> that I've seen in print associated to her, the some of the quotes that she's issued forth. I remember uh, it rubbed you the wrong way when she came out and said that thing about Odell Beckham Jr., how maybe he, he snubbed her at a party and I don't think he knew who she was. Yeah, but I already had a healthy disdain for her before that happened. And I'm try- I, I don't know why. It's not like she's... Like Amy Amy Pol- Amy Schumer, I get I'm comfortable with not liking. She's garbage, but Lena Dunham, I don't I don't know that I should dislike her as much as I do. I, I think you're gonna need to walk that whole thing back about not seeing the movie though. Mm, I, I, I still haven't seen both Kills Bills uh, all the way through. Well, I do remember a few months ago Quentin Tarantino did an interview where he said this will be the closest thing to Pulp Fiction that I've ever done. Hey, That's from his mouth. Yeah, but. Here's the thing, Drew. He what? needs Lena Dunham right now. Lena doesn't need him. She can do, do her activism work and her HBO. She doesn't need Quentin. Quentin needs her right now. You're saying the, Quentin Tarantino needs Lena Dunham. What's the last What's the last big time hit he had? Uh, it was uh, a hateful eight. Was that Was that like a big box office smash or just something yeah. that we enjoy because we like Quentin? Okay, if you Google hateful eight, I'm I'm pretty sure it took a loss. Uh, <laughs> I consider it one of his greatest masterpieces. I really do. I thought it was unbelievable start to finish. I thought it was a beautiful, majestic movie. It was. I feel like he probably doesn't have to pay the actors a lot because he's friends with them. Right. Well, to give you an idea, Django oh. Unchained made $425.4 million. Wow. When was that? Uh, what year was that? Yeah, yeah. 20, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Oh, that, okay. I think um, so. The Hateful Eight pulled in $155.8 million. I mean, it's still turned it's a not, profit. It's not the worst ever. What, uh, what was the budget? Does it say what the budget was? Because that, that, I mean, it all depends on what. 
I'm sure Sammy Jack cuts him a break. Well, the way they shot that film, did they use a special oh, yeah. camera for it? They did, and they released it in the theater in the big ass 80 millimeter. That's not what they called it, like 80 <laughs> millimeter format or something. I don't. I, I always. I wanted to see it in the theater, but I screwed up and I did not. But they had it in some sort of beautifully shot thing where you're supposed to appreciate film as art. I've got this. It's got the total domestic gross. So the budget was 44 million. The domestic total gross was 54 million 117. So domestically made about 10 million, and then internationally made about 100 million. That's, he needs Lena. Uh, he, he doesn't need <laughs> Lena Dunham, but I can see why he would. Have you see, have you ever seen a Tarantino movie where you, where you said to yourself, I, I think somebody else should have played that role? No. He, he he knows. You're right. But the other thing is, I think you're also taking a gamble when you make a three-hour movie. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like they're out immediately. Oh, a lot sure. of people are not going to sit in a the theater for three hours. Yeah, Hateful Eight will turn a lot of people off because it is hellaciously long. It is actually eight hours, Hateful Eight. Uh, it is. It, it moves slow. It's not a fast pace, and it's it's one of the best pieces of film you'll ever see. Yeah, I see. thought it was better than Django. I loved it better than Django. I, I, I liked it better than Inglorious Bastards. Oh. I, I did. I, I I liked it better. It's my second, fa- well, oh. third favorite after Pulp Fiction 1, Reservoir Dogs 2, and Hateful Eight 3. Yeah, have you seen any of the Tarantino universe? Are you completely yes. unfamiliar with what Kill we're talking Bill. about? Okay. I've watched all the Kill Bill movies. All right. Let me think. Uh, name a couple of his movies. Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. I've seen- Inglorious Bastards. I've seen Inglorious Bastards. Fantastic film. Christoph Waltz in that. Unbelievable. Uh, Arrivederci. Is that that movie? Yes, that's, a, that's okay. correct. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> just like him. That's great. By the way, did you see Charlie Belcher, our buddy over at Fox 13, uh, pulled off a Pulp Fiction reference uh, this past week? I did not. On Good Day Tampa Bay? No. He uh, he held up a log. He was over at Grillsmith because you know they cook over logs over there, and uh, and he held up a log and he goes, uh, it "Looks like oak to me. I'm an oak man." Uh, you, you, <laughs> he says that you know, you an oak man, Jimmy. I'm an oak man. Uh, he pulled that off on live TV, which was his second biggest accomplishment this week. Uh, Charlie Belcher today. I don't want to rat him out, but but I tried a D's nuts joke on him, and he shoved it right back in my face. I'm so proud. You tried uh, on through text or yeah, text. I wouldn't do it on on TV wow. or anything. I wouldn't That's two big L's in, in two days. I took I took a serious L from you yesterday, yeah. and I took an even bigger one from Charlie because wow. he was out at uh, Amelie Arena for the Monster Jam, mm-hmm. and so uh, I I thought I was going to get him on this one too. I I texted him. And I said at the end of his shift, I said, "Hey, why were you out at uh, Amelie today?" Thinking you know. Oh. Uh, and he said, "Oh, so I could Monster Jam my mm, and your." Mm. Oh wow! He hit you right <laughs> with it, mother. Mm, yeah. Oh, good that for doesn't. Him. Sound like something my Charlie Belcher would text. I told him I was going to tweet it for posterity, and he said, "Go ahead, or it'll give me street cred." <laughs> so I decided not to. Um, all right, so you're right. It is kind of dumb to already decide that I'm not going to like her in this movie. Well, have you have you seen anybody else who's in the movie? Because I have a list of everybody else who's been announced for the movie. Okay. Some of the names I don't know at all, but some I do. All right. You want me to give you all of them, or just the ones I know? Just the ones you know. Do you think Drew? Do you think Christoph Waltz is in the movie? If this is its final movie, he's got to be in it. Tarantino said he was going to make 10 films. Christoph Waltz has been in probably six of them. I would say Christoph Waltz has to be in this movie. If Tarantino does a movie, Christoph Waltz has to be in it. I'm going to run through the names that I don't really know first. Okay. Scott McNary, uh, Julia Butters, James Marsden, Nick, Nicholas Hamden, Mm-mm. Keith Jefferson, Clifton Mm-mm. Collins, Mm-mm. Dakota Fanning. Oh, I, I know who that is. Luke Perry. What? Luke Perry. Oh. Oh, hold on. I'm going to need a second here. Did you just say Luke Perry? Uh, you said Luke Perry, right? Wait, there's another Luke Perry. No, there can't be. This is the <laughs> Luke Perry. There's got to be uh, another Luke no, Perry. Luke uh, Perry is in Luke Perry from Luke, The Fifth Element. Luke Perry, yes. Emil Hirsch. 
Uh, he was in Inglorious Bastards, and he's right. really, really good. Uh, Damian Lewis. Don't know who that is. Tim Roth. The, uh, one, I, I love Tim also Roth. also in every single yeah. He's He's mag- majestic. What an actor. Uh, four Rooms, right? Yeah, he was he, so good. He was so good. So great. That. I love you, uh, honey, buddy. Uh, Michael Madsen. Madsen. That's Mr. Uh, Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant was in, um, was in that show Justified with Walton Goggins, a fantastic show. He's really good in that. This is the most exciting one for me. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Are you kidding me? Burt Reynolds. From Boogie Nights, Burt Reynolds? The Burt Reynolds. I'm trying to pick people's lesser known roles. (laughs) Smokey and the Bandit, Burt Reynolds? Cannonball Run? I mean, so just alone. Cop and a Half? Was he in Cop and a Half? Oh my God, he was the man filmed right here in Tampa. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. Hold on a second, I've never seen it. Was that with Gary Coleman? Dude, that's 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 racist. That's messed up. That's racist. Yeah, that's offensive on so many levels, man. <laughs> Devin Butler was not played by by Gary Coleman. What's racist? I always thought that was a Gary Coleman movie. He had a couple of movies. He had On the Right Track, and I thought he had Cop in the Half. Wow. Because all the little black children look the same, right? <laughs> he wasn't a child. I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but you did. He was yeah. an adult. He was a, this no, was a child. This was a child. His okay, name was I Devin Butler. Saw, I never saw a cop in No, so you just see I a little black know, man, a little I black being. I just being. remember in my head that there was a, a white dude and a little black kid. Well, his name is Norman D. Golden II, okay? <laughs> I think that's usually just referred to as Junior, but it's written as the second here. You know John holds that film in high regard. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, tell me what it's about. I mean, obviously a cop and a half. So what? pretty much what happens is little Devin Butler, uh, he's always getting into trouble. You know, he's this cool little not Gary Coleman. He's always ar- <laughs> he's a- he's always around. You know, causing trouble, but he wants to be a cop more than anything. <laughs> so he sees this terrible murder uh, take place. Side note: directed by Henry, Henry Winkler. Uh-huh. Uh, he sees this terrible murder take place, so he's got to go down uh, to the station. And Burt Reynolds is this badass cop, like. You see right from the get, he doesn't take any crap from anybody. Right, no guff. So, no, no guff at all. So Devin Butler is in the, and he says, I'll give you what I know. I'll tell you what I saw, but you got to let me roll with you. Okay. Burt Reynolds. Right. So, you know, Burt Reynolds doesn't want some damn kid rolling hey, around with him. I don't want some damn kid running around with him. But he lets him, and what what ensues is, you know, action-packed, heart-warmed uh, greatness. Huh. All right, that sounds actually pretty good. And it was filmed in Tampa. It takes place in Tampa. So, so filmed here and takes place in the city Correct. of Tampa. Huh. I don't know too many films that uh, that take place in uh, the movie the the city of there was a uh, Boardwalk Empire did one or two episodes. Yeah, they were tr- they they don't film anything here because I right. guess they're the tax isn't good, so they that's why they go up to Georgia for a lot of stuff. Ridiculous. We should make it a lot more affordable. By the way, speaking of that, I saw at the Tampa Theater Dan Myrick, one of the great uh, directors and writers of Blair Witch Project, is speaking. I think it's Snyder. Uh, he wrote that with a buddy of mine, Mike Manello. These, these were the dudes from Haxon. They were from or, uh, Orlando. They all worked at the Enzian Theater there. And um, Mike was a friend of mine. He was showing me VHS copies of this Blair Witch Project two years before the movie came out. And I was I, he's a friend of mine, so I encouraged his art. I didn't did not in a million years think it would ever make it to the silver screen. How great was that movie, though? I mean, it was really just <laughs> it, it didn't make you sick and you could hang with it until the end. It was, um, it was it was scary, but I liked it a lot because I knew those dudes. So by that time, I was emotionally invested. I knew I was going to love it no matter what. I think it holds up because it's just so unconventional and and it makes you sick. And that last scene, like yeah. the, those, those yeah. last two minutes when you see that witch turn to the corner, yeah. you're just like, ah! and then it's over. You know, that I still probably the scariest movie experience I ever had in the theater. And I think you had to see it in the theater. 
Uh, I saw Blair Witch too. Did anybody else fall for oh, that? Oh hell yeah, I've no. seen them all. I saw the re- the recent remake. I'll oh, see more than one. Oh there my god, two, I mean? yeah, the two was great. Oh. Two they didn't film uh, like on a it, handheld. It had, right? it had Marilyn Manson in it. Whatever happened to that Heather uh, Heather Donahoe? Was that her name? She, that was like the main girl, right? Yeah, she did that, and she did some Steak and Shake commercials that were out about the same time as Blair Witch Project. And every time this, the Steak and Shake commercial would be like, "Here's a Frisco melt," I'm like, "Heather, run!" You know, she was just in a new film th- featured on The Bang Boss. I don't know if you <laughs> catch her latest work. She and Homie hook up with Micah Rotunda. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Your mic needs to be on, Micah. You. Sorry, I answered. <laughs> <laughs> 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. So, John, Christoph Waltz is not in that oh, yeah. movie. Uh, he is not listed. Uh, there's been two releases of people that are going to be in it, and he is not in there. Now, Luke Perry, that's very exciting to me. He has yet to join the Tarantino universe. The only film I can think of, he did one where he was a rodeo rider, and it was called Eight Seconds. Oh, that's a great movie. It's not. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? He dies. I know. That's it doesn't make great. it a great movie. But it's just it, John Voight dies in The Champ, but that doesn't make no, that well, a great movie. No, I'm just saying it was very movie. heartfelt. You probably just couldn't relate to it because you're not a big bull rider. Guy, you know? No, I'm not at all. Are exactly. You? I'm not a bull riding guy, but you know, I, I respect the community. <laughs> I want to okay. see Luke Perry riding Jason Priestley, not a bull. Okay, and uh, and and that's what I watch now too. Do you think that he is going to resurrect Luke Perry's career like he did with John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? Well, it doesn't need resurrecting. He was in the very popular show Riverdale this past season as Archie Andrews' dad. Uh, I don't know how many people watched the R- Riverdale on the CW. I found the first season to be delightful. It was uh, emotional, teen angst, and that's everything I need in a TV show. Plus, Molly. Ringwald as Archie uh, Andrews' mom. How old's Luke Perry? I think he's a little older than I am. I'm going to go 51. He's 51. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. I interviewed him um, when I was on O-Rock in Orlando, and I have to say, of all the fanboying I've ever done, I have never fanboyed as hard as I did over Luke Perry. He, it was ama- and he was such a cool guy about it. All those guys are. Remember when we talked to Zering? Super cool guy. You did Luke Perry face-to-face? No. Oh, oh all right. My, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I get lost in those wrinkles. Oh, I, I've left out major names in this movie, by oh, the way. Oh, thank you. Oh, one, <laughs> is one of them Christian. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Margot Robbie. Oh, oh, she's good. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. Thanks, Just a John. minor name. Oh. Uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Al Pacino. <laughs> hey, hey, Quinn. I took a look at the script and I was like, uh, you know, is, is Luke Perry in it? Uh, and Quinn's like, hey, you know, I took uh, off my Thurman's feet. I got more. Uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find this well, third page well, it of was, I was reading the article about the release of the new names, and then it said, also slated to appear, yada yada, and then I just got the IMDb wow. that has the full list. Well, this definitely makes up for Lena Dunham, I'll tell you that. I'm one. trying to see if your other, if the other guy's on Christoph here. Christoph Waltz has to be He's got to be. I mean, if you ask Siri, she'll probably tell you. I'm He's play a dead body. Yeah, he'll have a cameo of some sort. I really hope this does resurrect Luke's career, because if not for Quentin Tarantino... John Travolta, he wouldn't be living in that Spruce Creek flying. I mean, he's sure he had a Saturday Night Fever money and his grease money and whatever, but he, Quentin put him back on the map, you know? I'm sure as a director, I mean, you can get all of your really famous friends to start, but if you can help somebody out that, you know, thinks they're going to do, your, he thinks they're going to play a great part in his movie and he can put them back on the map, I'm sure he gets enjoyment out of that. Margot Robbie is the one playing Sharon Tate. I can see that, and I will see that. You know who's never joined the Tarantino universe that I think would be really interesting? Tom Cruise. And I'm not bullcrapping. I just I would love to see him 
in one of those roles. Say whatever you will about the dude as a person. He's he's a tremendous actor. You look back in the day when he did Risky Business and uh, Losing It and a couple of other coming of age, The Outsiders. Tropic Thunder. I was gonna, I was just going to say his best thing he ever did was Tropic Thunder. He was really good. He should have won. He should have won an Oscar for that. He was really. Oh, uh, Vanilla Sky and even Minority Report is kind of cheesy and dumb as it is. Rain Man. Oh my God, was he ever so good in that? I'd like to see him doing Tarantino movies. So if someone could just go knock on the uh, the penthouse door of over there, because you know he's here now. Wait, what do you mean? He's hanging out today? No, no. Tom Cruise lives here now. He's in, yeah, there's a whole compound down there. Like Tom Cruise. In Clearwater. Yeah, Tom Cruise lives oh. in, in the top story of the Scientology building. No, come on. No, he does. I, I he he moved there full time. I think a couple of months ago. Very they, recently. They built because he and Miskovich, David Miskovich, are uh, the guy in Scientology. They're allegedly super tight. And uh, <laughs> please no. Uh, and, and so I, we don't need to end up on any list or anything. So they, he bought this multi-million, like thirty million dollar penthouse uh, in downtown Clearwater. So you know, you eat at the Clear Sky Cafe, you might you might see Tom yeah. Cruise. How I don't know what I would do. How come nobody ever spots Tom Cruise down there? Well, here's an article That's from good question. Our local news as of July 31st. The headline reads: Tom Cruise officially a Florida resident. Bumping into Tom Cruise in Clearwater, Florida may prove to be a mission not so impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be risky business if you. Um, I I'd like to hear some Tom Cruise sightings if you've seen him at the Publix. I don't think they happen. I feel like more people probably run into Kirstie Alley than Tom Cruise. They uh, she lives locally too. I think so. Yeah, Kirstie Alley. If I'm yeah, we we talked about her before uh, way back a couple of years ago, and I think I remember she has lemurs. Uh, I don't know why I remember that. She either has lemurs or leprosy, and I'm pretty sure that it's lemurs. Lemurs like the little like like the Monkey pet type creatures. Yeah, yeah. She has she has several of them, and I think she was asked to leave an apartment complex or a condominium because of them. I I don't know why I remember stupid stuff like that, but I sure do. Hey, Alex, what's up? Welcome to a Friday on Drew Garabo Live. How's it going? Great show. Thank you, buddy. I was just wanting to call about the whole, how you're saying no movies or films in Tampa and all that. A good movie that was filmed here and it showcases Tampa awesome was that uh, new Punisher movie with John Travolta. Did not see the new Punisher movie with uh, John Travolta. That's a, Is the Punisher a, a superhero, a supervillain? What the hell is the Punisher? Superhero, more or less. He's more or less just a really pissed off guy with a bunch of guns. He's not really a superhero. He just okay. goes around and kills everybody. <laughs> so, and does he have superpowers, or is he just homicidal? No. Oh, all right. Just yeah, he's just homicidal. Just people, kind of like Batman, really no superpowers. Just was still really, really pissed off and sad about his parents getting killed in front of him by a mugger. So he's a crime vigilante. Exactly. They right. murder his whole family, cousins, aunts, nephews, grandma, grandparents. Good to see that now. Everybody. Thanks. All right. Thank you. We're filming. They have the Netflix original Punisher and the and Shane from The Walking Dead is the guy who plays the Punisher. That's uh, that they never should have killed him off. Yeah. If if they had not killed Shane from The Walking Dead, I would have watched well into season four and five. Why'd they do that? I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was pivotal in the show, but they could have kept him around a couple of seasons. Let I, him see his let him see his daughter. I re- I really that <laughs> <laughs> right that was yeah, a, that was a skit. Was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it totally was. Uh, I, I lost interest in that show completely when they killed Shane off. Christy Alley has fourteen lemurs. Fourteen. Fourteen lemurs. And she lives locally or not? Nah? Uh, I haven't figured that out yet, but she does have the fourteen. Yeah, lemurs. she's here. Her best movie role. Uh, look who's talking. Right. Absolutely. And what what a brilliant piece of cinematic history that is. Do you remember when she was in the Showtime series Fat Actress? 
No, she was a star, right? Yeah. I remember the, <laughs> the name of the show was Fat Actress, and I think she was a little chunky when she did the show. She, she was. There was a big controversy about it. About it being called Fat Actress? Fat was still a bad word back then. It still is. And, uh, and yeah, I, I admired her chutzpah in, in being in Fat Actress, being at the time a fat actress. What a great pitch. You go into Showtime and like, hey, I got this show idea. It's called Fat Actress. <laughs> like, great. What's a better pitch, that or Seinfeld, which is a show about a show about nothing, you know? I think Fat Actress is a better pitch. <laughs> Better show if you ask me. I'm no Seinfeld fan. Uh, hey Keith, what's up? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. Hey, how are you? Good, buddy. You? Oh, hanging in there. Say, hey, I uh, drive on Fort Harrison right by the Scientology place all the time. And I about a month ago, I saw Tom Cruise or somebody that really wanted us to think he was Tom Cruise driving a 911, the exact haircut, black sunglasses, and a charcoal gray 911. I don't know exactly which model, but uh, it was a convertible. Whale tail or wanted- not nah on the back of that 911? Are we talking Carrera? I, I, what are we I, talking? I love the Porsche 911. I, it's a beautiful vehicle. Yeah, I believe it was a 911 Turbo because it had the big mount, the big openings in the front. Yeah, but, uh, it's a sexy car. I don't remember the. I don't remember which wing it had, but I remember I was looking at his face the whole time. I barely noticed the car because I'm like, oh my god, that's Tom Cruise. Well, now let's talk about you for a moment because I'm going to look at his face. I'm going to see that's Tom Cruise, but then I'm going to look at the Porsche a lot more than I'm going to look at Tom Cruise. But hey, you know, you do you, dude. I support your right to marry. Thank you. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. I wouldn't even know what car it was like i wouldn't even i wouldn't even be able to call and tell you who's driving a porsche i would just be Come fixated on. on tom cruise oh you, you just be the well, well tom cruise is one of those i feel like he's one of those famous people that you would you would be star i don't like his movies i have not much of appreciation for oh, him but I, if i saw him in public i'd be like oh my god that's tom cruise yeah like a magnolia you didn't like that respect the i don't seat. i don't think i saw it oh my god uh yeah. jerry Maguire is oh. is a great movie yeah Fantastic film. But that's as far as it goes. Okay. Me. All right. Uh, hang tight. Uh, we have Kirstie Alley's Pets. We have Jacob Two Times uh, and uh, so much more. Um, there is a story about cheerleaders and body shaming that has me fascinated because I thought in the era of Spanx, there was no reason to torture these girls like these girls were tortured. If you consider it that, I think if you enter into that field, you're there's an expectation that they're going to ask you to cram you know, 50 pounds of you-know-what into a 25-pound you-know-what. You're selling sex and cheer. And and you're making women do some very, very uh, horrible things, and we'll get into those next on Drew Garabo Live. Summer means endless offers on the entire inventory right now at Sunset Chevrolet Buick GMC in Sarasota. You can get $5,500 over book value for your trade, 0% APR for up to 72 months, and up to 30% off MSRP on select vehicles. Drive the 2018 Cruze LS, just $119 per month, or the 2018 Equinox LS, just $149 per month. Take a test drive in a Silverado while you're out there. If you've never driven a truck before, or if you've driven many trucks but not a Silverado, you owe it to yourself to at least drive what I consider to be the best truck on the road, the Chevy Silverado. Rides like a dream, super powerful, stylish at the same time and you can find it at sunset chevrolet buick gmc the home of guaranteed credit approval 1800 bay road sarasota and sunsetgm.com chevrolet find new roads for complete details call 844-252-1902 this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.